Hello friends and high five from afar. It's me, Johnny, and I join you with part two of Maury Sendak's story, Kenny's Window. And the question, question number four, that we left off on was, can you fix a broken promise? And a promise, well, what do you think a promise is? Ponder that for a moment. What is a promise? I'd like to think a promise is something that you say you're going to do, and then you do it. I'm sure you can think of many things that you said you were going to do. Did you do them? Did you tell somebody that you were going to do them? Maybe a promise is just something that you promise to do for yourself. You don't have to tell somebody that you're going to do it. You can just tell yourself that you're going to do it. Like, I promise to do and then you do it. And if you break that promise, that's when you don't do what you say you're going to do. Now I'm wondering if Kenny is going to fix a broken promise. Even if he can. Who knows? Maybe a promise cannot be fixed. I guess that would be where you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it but then you try to do it and you make it, I guess, healed and repaired and fulfilled. So on to the fulfillment of The Promise I Made You, which was recording part two of Maury Sendak's Kenny's Window. Here goes. Are you cozy? Good. On Kenny's windowsill stood two lead soldiers. It was night and snow was falling. Is Kenny asleep? asked the first lead soldier. Yeah, said the second, and together they began to whisper. But Kenny was not asleep, and this is what he overheard. Hey, let's run away. Where? asked the second. There, said the first, looking out the window. That's the world, said the second, and it's miles long. We'll get lost. Soldiers can't get lost, replied the first. Are you mad at Kenny? asked the second. Didn't he promise to take care of us always? asked the first. Yes, answered the second. Look at me, said the first. I'm chipped in four different places. He broke his promise. But remember the cold night he wrapped us warm in his blanket? asked the second. Yeah, I remember the cold night he pushed us out of bed and left us lying on the floor, answered the first. And games, said the second, when he hides us under the pillow and pretends he doesn't know where we are. He looks in the bureau drawer and we shout, You're cold, Kenny! And he looks under the blanket and we shout, You're hot, Kenny! And he picks up the pillow and, There you are! He screams and he hugs us. But how about the games? said the first, when he holds us in his hands and he crashes us together, chipping our uniforms and... Be quiet, shouted Kenny angrily, and he jumped up from his bed and grabbed the complaining soldier. He pulled open the window and laid him down hard on the outside window ledge. It was dark, and snowflakes danced into the room. Bad soldier, shouted Kenny, 
and he slammed down the window. I never broke my promise, he began to cry. You lied! The snow whirled around the soldier. He will catch a cold, said the second lead soldier. Why doesn't he tap on the glass to be let in, said Kenny. Well, he's proud, said the soldier, and the snow has almost covered him. Then he's warm. Maybe. Shall we ask him? Yes, the soldier answered. Kenny opened the window a tiny bit and whispered, Are you very cold? The soldier's voice seemed to come from far away, and it was sad. I'm freezing under my blanket of snow. Say you're sorry, and I'll take you in. There was no answer. One snowflake landed gently on the soldier's face and covered him entirely. Perhaps, whispered the soldier in Kenny's hand, he is dead. Kenny thrust his fingers into the snow and pulled out the soldier. He was stiff. Kenny climbed back into the bed and laid the two soldiers next to his face and on the pillow, the frozen one in the middle. He warned him with his breath, and soon he came alive. I love you, said Kenny. I promise. Once, said the first lead soldier, you promised to take care of us always. I kept my promise, Kenny answered. Even when you picked us up and smashed us both together, asked the soldier. Yes, said Kenny, and he sadly rubbed his finger over the four chipped places. Always, asked the soldier. Always, whispered Kenny. I promised for always. The room was quiet. A clock tick-tocked. Look, said the first soldier. The snow has stopped falling. Listen, said the second soldier. The wind has stopped blowing. See, said Kenny. The moon has come out from behind the clouds. And as the stars appeared... They counted them, one by one, until they fell asleep. Question 5. What is a very narrow escape? A very narrow escape. Hmm. One morning, Kenny almost fell off the side of the bed. What are you trying to do? asked Baby, his dog. Almost fall off the side of the bed, said Kenny, but not let myself just in time. <gasps> oh, said Baby. That was a narrow escape. What is a narrow escape? asked Kenny. Almost fallen off the side of the bed, answered Baby. Sometimes, said Kenny, I like to hold my breath as long as I can to see what it's like. Is that a narrow escape too? Well, be careful, said Baby, or you'll have a very narrow escape. Have you ever had one? asked Kenny. Yes, said Baby, and he shivered in memory of it. What happened? asked Kenny eagerly. Well, Baby curled up in Kenny's lap. For a whole afternoon, she whispered, I pretended I was an elephant, but I couldn't sleep because I was too big to fit under your bed. 
I couldn't eat because elephants don't like hamburger. And I couldn't chew my favorite bone because my long nose kept getting in the way. And most of all, I was afraid you'd stop loving me. I thought, Kenny has lots of love for a little dog, but does he have enough for an elephant? Poor baby, said Kenny softly, and he rubbed her back. And just before supper time, I stopped pretending, and it was just in time. I was so hungry. And you know what I said to myself? Yes, shouted Kenny. You said that was a very narrow escape. Right, answered Baby. And with all the talking and back rubbing, she fell asleep in Kenny's lap. Question six. What looks inside and what looks outside? that That is a very good question. Think about that before we start the next question chapter. What looks inside and what looks outside? Hmm. Let's see. It was snowing and Kenny watched the large flakes melt against his window. They ran down the glass in long, sad drips. My window is crying, thought Kenny. He turned his head sideways and he looked up at the sky. I wonder why snow looks dirty up there and clean down here. Why does it? he asked aloud, but nobody answered. Baby lay curled up at the foot of Kenny's bed. Bucky huddled under the blankets, and the two lead soldiers stared solemnly out the window at the falling snow. Let's do something, he shouted. Bucky's voice came sleepily from under the blanket. Like what? Like like a party, said Kenny. A snowy day is a drowsy day, said Baby, and she gave a great big yawn. Well, we'll make it a party day, said Kenny, and he ran to his closet and pulled out his checkerboard. He laid it flat on the top of the blanket. That's the table, he said. Where are my guests? mumbled Bucky. Well, here are the guests, shouted Kenny, and he picked up two lead soldiers and put them on one side of the checkerboard. No lady guests? asked Bucky. Oh, here's one, said Kenny, and he pulled Baby out from under the bed and sat her down at the other end of the board. She promptly curled up and went back to sleep. What will we eat? asked the first lead soldier. Bucky laughed. Kenny and he laid the teddy bear in the middle of the board. Let's eat Bucky! No, we don't like to eat bear meat, said the second soldier. Okay, said Kenny, and he sat Bucky down next to Baby. Be a guest instead, he said. Thank you, said Bucky. What will you be? Well, I'm the boss of the party, said Kenny, and I want order! And he banged his fists on the checkerboard, and the whole bed jumped, and all the guests fell down. At that moment, the sun broke through the clouds. Look, shouted Kenny, the sun is out and it's still snowing. Kenny picked up Bucky and the two lead soldiers and ran to the window. He opened it wide and took a deep breath. (sighs) It smells like winter, said the first soldier, only different. Yeah, it smells like winter is melting. It smells soft, murmured Kenny. Like spring, said Bucky. 
Kenny leaned out the window and watched the children chase after the dancing snowflakes. You can't catch a snowflake, shouted Kenny. They are only bits of water. In a house across the street, a window opened and a man holding a baby leaned out. <gasps> Look, said the man pointing with his finger. Look at the pretty snowflakes. But the baby only laughed and pressed her finger against the man's mouth. And the man kissed the little finger. Kenny wanted the baby to see the snow too. Look outside the window, he shouted. Outside! But the baby saw only the man's face. A little boy stood under Kenny's window and called, Kenny! Kenny! That's my new friend David, said Kenny, and I have to go now. He picked up his jacket and started for the door. Wait, he said, I forgot. And he ran back to the window, picked up Bucky and the two lead soldiers and put them around the checkerboard. Baby opened one eye and thumped her tail against the pillow. Have a good time, whispered Kenny to his guests. Kenny, called David. I'm coming, shouted Kenny, and he ran down the steps, two at a time. In the room, the guests were quiet. They looked at each other from across the checkerboard and couldn't think of anything to say. Question number seven. Do you always want what you think you want? <laughs> that is a fun question. Do you always want what you think you want? Here it goes. You ponder that question. This was the night. The moon bright. Moon bright night. The moon bright night that Kenny had waited for. He was alone but not lonely. And the full yellow moon filled his room with a light that was morning bright. This was the night that felt like the night before, a big trip. It was scary and exciting and different. Tonight, thought Kenny, I'll answer the questions in the dream. He remembered the dream. There was a garden with the moon on one side and the sun on the other and a tree. It was all white and a rooster with four feet gave me seven questions to answer. Kenny had the answers to six questions, but he didn't know the answer to the seventh. Do you always want what you think you want? Kenny thought about the things he wanted. I'd like a horse that I could ride on all around the block and even down to the ocean, or a ship with an extra room so I can bring a friend, or a... Then Kenny heard a sound. It was soft like snow, suddenly falling, far away like a voice in a dream. He looked out the window and saw, sitting on his outside window ledge, the rooster with four feet. He was smiling and beckoning to Kenny. He was saying things to Kenny. Kenny jumped out of bed and ran to the window. He pulled with all his might and the window came open. Can you draw a picture on the blackboard when somebody doesn't want you to? asked the rooster promptly. Yes, answered Kenny, if you write them a very nice poem. What is an only goat? A lonely goat, answered Kenny. 
Then the rooster shut one eye and looked at Kenny. Can you hear a horse on the roof? He asked. If you know how to listen in the night, said Kenny. Can you fix a broken promise? Yes, if it only looks broken, but really it isn't. The rooster drew his head back into his feathers and whispered, What is a very narrow escape? When somebody almost stops loving you, Kenny whispered back. The rooster hopped along the window ledge on three legs. What looks inside and what looks outside? My window, said Kenny. And now the last question, said the rooster. Do you always want what you think you want? Kenny thought for as long as he could. I think, I don't know, he said sadly. Think hard, said the rooster. Kenny thought hard, and then he smiled. I know, he said. What? asked the rooster eagerly. I thought I wanted to live in the garden with the moon on one side and the sun on the other. But I really don't. You have answered all of the questions, the rooster shouted. And you can have whatever you want. I wish, I wish, ooh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I had a horse and a ship with an extra room for a friend. Well, you can have them. When, cried Kenny, when are they? There, said the rooster, pointing out the window. Kenny pressed his nose against the glass. Across the street, he asked. Further than that, said the rooster. Kenny stood on tiptoe. I can't see any further than that, he shouted. The rooster hopped on Kenny's shoulder. I see them, he whispered, past the houses, over the bridge, near a mountain, on the edge of the ocean. That's too far, said Kenny, and he looked away. But you are halfway there, the rooster said. In the dark, Kenny's eyes grew big. How did I get so far? He asked. You made a wish, said the rooster, and a wish is halfway to wherever you want to go. Kenny leaned his head against the window frame and thought about a horse, black and shiny, and a ship painted white. It's almost morning, said the rooster. I have to go. He spread his wings and flew up into the sky. Goodbye, Kenny. Kenny watched the rooster fade slowly into the, um, the singing lights of the city. Goodbye, he whispered. Kenny listened to the sounds from the city coming in through the window. They were like the songs he made up when he was happy. He closed his eyes and the sounds became a song about a horse with steam coming from his nose and silver sparks shooting from his hoofs. Kenny fell asleep with his head against the window ledge and the song became a dream about a horse. Kenny was riding on a shiny black horse. They galloped past houses and people watched from their windows and clapped their hands. They galloped all over the world and even right up to the ocean. 
and on the edge of the ocean was a ship, painted white, and it had an extra room for a friend. Well, friends, high-five from afar. I really, truly, with all the biggest promises I, I have and all the wishes I can make, because a wish takes you halfway to wherever you want to go, I hope that you enjoyed this story. And until next time, high-five from afar. Love, Johnny. <laughs>